Hello, happy Monday. Welcome to Point in Line to Head, Elevating Hairdressing, the podcast all about art and design theory for hairdressers. I'm Cody. I'm a hairdresser and educator based in Washington, D.C. This past week, we launched the first ever Point in Line Instagram contest. So that's all about sort of how you're challenging yourself on a day-to-day in the salon or wherever it is that you do hair. So we can start inspiring each other with some of the sort of cool stuff that we get to do every day. And I would love to like see stories of the images you create and all of that. So the end date for that is March 30th and we'll announce winners in April. So make sure you're tagging point and line edu on Instagram, hashtag point line art challenge. There are already a couple of posts on that, um, but really it's just, there's so many different contests and competitions at the beginning of the year. I just wanted to do something that's more fun to show off the cool stuff that we do every day. And we'll pick two uh, sort of top prize winners as it were. So the first, prize is a two-day cutting class with myself and Point Line Education. Um, A couple dates for that, you get to pick which one. And then a second place sort of winner gets a full package of Point and Line Pro Shop goodies. So keep entering that. I love seeing the the few people who've entered it so far. Um, And with that being said... This week, I wanted to talk sort of specifically about cutting hair, because that's sort of always where I'm, like, typecast as, oh yeah, he cuts hair. Um, So I've got a few questions about haircutting-related things and that sort of stuff. So I wanted to talk about, like, actually cutting hair today. Um, So something that's a little more concrete for a change. So hopefully this is going to be fun and exciting for everyone. So a few things, I get questions about myself and how I cut hair all the time, um, and assumptions about (laughs) where I've trained and things like that. And then I want to talk about sort of how you can develop your, how you cut hair. Obviously I'm not going to be showing you a haircut or talking you through a haircut over the radio, but sort of how you can analyze the way that you work uh, while cutting hair. So how you sort of map out what you're going to do, um, a little bit about the technical side. There's only so much of that that's relevant to every single person and like relevant to this, um, (laughs) relevant to speaking about on a podcast. But generally sort of almost like a checklist of things that go through our heads when we start cutting hair or start planning on cutting someone's hair. So not necessarily, I find when we get cutting education, it's literally just, oh, here are two haircuts we're going to talk about today and the end. And then we all run back to the salon and we try to fit those two haircuts on every single client for the next three weeks. Um, and I was just talking to someone about this the other day and that's how we get a lot of sort of our technical information in as hairdressers in these classes is these are two techniques for you to try. 
I'm going to outline like three or four tidbits in the context of this sort of technique or this composition that I, whoever is creating on a stage or in a classroom. And where I want to focus is more on you and how you cut hair and not necessarily how I cut hair or I find my process works. So with that being said, <laughs> I will start off by saying, because I'm asked about you know, where are you trained? Um, like, you cut hair like this or whatever it is. Um, so I'm not going to give you an actual answer. Um, <laughs> but I've been to a lot of really amazing cutting education. I will say that I come from a precision-based school of thought. Um, and I'm not going to name all of the names of the various mentors that I've had over the years. Um, because you have yours, I have mine. Um, you have the people you look up to are going to be different from the people that I look up to because of a thousand different reasons. So I'm not going to sit here and go, okay, go take a class with this person or go take a class with that person, whatever it is. So um, I come from a very precision school of thought, and I'm not going to say that's the end all be all. I'm not going to say you have to cut hair just like me to be successful, like so many people do. Um, so many educators do. Um, and I'm not going to say, you know, go willy nilly and like, you know, <laughs> cut hair with you know, candles and fire and chainsaws. And, um, but you have to find a process that works for you. And if cutting hair with a chainsaw or a giant pair of scissors or whatever it is, works for your process. Awesome. If your clients are happy, if you feel like you've sort of created something you're happy with at the end of whatever that is. Awesome. The end. So, um, what my background has taught me is a discipline and a lot about how things are placed on someone's head, why they're placed like that. But at the same time, it's taken many years to pull all of these tidbits out of all of these various demos over the years and odds and ends and classes where I, I feel it's more helpful to us, since we're creative people, to give you more broad guidelines, right? To give broad guidelines and then sort of let you create like you're going to create on your own. So let's talk about the things to sort of consider while we're getting ready for a haircut, to start a haircut, we're talking about a haircut, whatever it is. Um, and I will, again, talk about this in the context of being in a salon, because I feel like that's the, the example that all of us can probably relate to. We've all worked in a salon. 99% of us, 99.99% of us right now probably work in salons. There are very few working, successful hairdressers that uh, don't work in a salon or don't ever see clients. Um, be it, you know, in your kitchen or whatever it is. So client comes in and you start talking about the haircut that you're going to do today. And we talked in the last episode about how to craft your consultation so that it makes sense for your process and the way that you work. And what comes next, say you're cutting this client's hair. 
what are the pieces of information that you need that you need to collect out of that consultation? And then how do I fit all of that information together into a technical sort of way that everything on that checklist gets done, basically? And like I said before, it's very similar to a design field where you're creating something that someone's going to use every single day. So the first thing we need to consider, and this goes back a little bit to this, the whole mass surface plan idea that I've talked about in a few episodes now, um, but that was more general, um, mass being an overall shape, surface being the outside of that shape, plan, how do I get A and B to come to life? So for the purposes of a haircut, we need to first consider the overall shape. So how big is it? How small is it? Is it round? Is it square? Is it a mixture of things? Then we think about a blueprint. How does that shape come to life? So it's very similar to how an architect might work in that here are my sketches of what this building should look like theoretically. Now, how do I actually bring all of that information to someone that's now going to build, physically build this building? Now we do both. We come up with a concept and then we create it. So we need to have a enough of a grasp on what we're doing so that we understand technically what we're going to do to make that overall shape come to life. Now, that's sort of a concept and blueprint, very similar to, like I said, an architect or any number of you know, like practical building fields. Then after we have that part mapped out, a broad sort of, this is what all of this needs to look like, then we start considering more of the details and the technical side of how this overall shape is going to be brought to life. So think about the tools we're going to use, um, what our hands are going to be doing. So if I need this finish to look like this in the end, which, you know, which brush am I going to use? If I need, you know, the edges to look a certain way, am I going to use scissors? Am I going to use a razor? Am I going to use a blowtorch? Am I going to chew on it until it's the right shape, whatever it is. Um, I would not recommend those last two, but um, weirder things are on the internet these days. Um, so considering the tools that need to be used for that shape to come to life in the way it needs to come to life, and then what our hands are going to be doing. So elevation, manipulation, I am not going to walk you through like a elevation workshop via podcast or <laughs> all of those things. So going right back to like our foundations of cutting hair, we have lines, graduation layers. Um, not going to touch base on technically what I, any of those mean, because there are plenty of people that can beautifully tell you that on the internet or in classes or whatever. So lines, graduation layers, those are sort of your red, yellow, and blue of cutting hair. So those are your primary things when it comes to cutting hair. And you use combinations of those to create different kinds of shapes. Just going to leave that there um, so that we don't have an argument or I don't get disapproving emails. <laughs> 
Um, because that's a touchy subject I have found. Um, they all do very specific things depending on how you work. And I'm going to leave that there. So tools, what technically your hands are going to be doing through the whole haircut. And maybe what your sections are going to be doing. Are they diagonal? Are they horizontal? Are they curved? It's all up to how you work and how that shape is going to be brought to life. And through that whole process, so it's sort of a non-linear checklist here, but through that whole process, all of the various decisions we're going to make before we start, we need to be considering the feel and function of what we're going to do. So details in terms of Am I going to cut a fringe? Are there going to be pointy sideburns? Is the neckline going to be completely faded out? Um, those types of details. Is this part going to be chiseled into? Is that part going to be left long and curled? And going hand in hand with that, what does the finishing of what we're doing need to look like? And like we talked about in previous episodes, Sometimes we have clients that need to look one way during the day, one way at night, one way on Thursday, one day on the third Sunday of every month, whatever it is. So we need to make sure that what we're doing is going to work with the finish that it leaves with that day in the salon and the finish that it's going to have on a day to day or day to night or whatever it is. And we need to make sure that it's practical for the person wearing it. So ultimately, feel and function. Feel meaning, does it have a graphic, sort of linear, very sharp, severe quality to it? Is it soft? Is it long? Is it flowy? Is it really PC and messy and textured? And then the function. Does she blow dry her hair every day? Is she going to use a curling iron for three hours in the morning? what's practical for every single one of these scenarios. And then that dictates what that overall shape needs to be and what technically needs to happen so that every bit of what we're doing is successful. So what we do is this amazing combination of craft and artistry, but also design at the same time. And what I aim to talk about in each of these episodes is less about the art and craft part of what we do. For many reasons, I want to focus on how we can train our minds and train our eyes so that what directs us in the end and what directs us to our finished product is not the technical information that's been ingrained in us, but our actual instincts so that we're in the driver's seat of what we're creating, and the technical side of what we're doing is almost secondary. And if we think about it, if a painter is painting whatever it is, a landscape, a bowl of fruit, if they suddenly need a green color in a certain shade, they just create it and keep going. And for us, it should be exactly the same. If the hair needs to be airier, what am I going to do to create that? And just in that one question, 
there's a hundred different answers, there's a hundred different scenarios. If I need the hair to be heavier, what needs to happen? And again, a hundred different scenarios with a hundred different answers. And I'll leave you with a quote from Aldous Huxley, who was a science fiction writer. And he said, I do not invent my best thoughts. I find them. Thank you so much for listening. Make sure you're subscribed. Keep an eye out on Mondays for new episodes. Make sure you follow Point and Line Education on Facebook and Instagram. And don't forget to share all of your work this month with the Point and Line Hair Art Challenge. Thank you so much for listening. I'm Cody, and this was Point and Line to Head Elevating Hairdressing.